You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. We cover all the issues, and uh, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is hour number two. We're in the first part of the Triple Dipper. I have been speaking for the last 20 to 30 minutes on uh, the first part we call election matters, or we could call it elections matter. Either way, it's the same thing. They do. They matter. And the kind of laws you have in place to, you know, to maintain voter integrity and to give confidence in the system, well, that matters. And uh, we're seeing right now, even today, uh, several years removed from the 2020 elections, we are still seeing states trying to grapple with um, revising their laws, with changing them, with tightening things up, with investigating what happened in 2020. And then all of that, you know, we've even got Washington, D.C., like I said earlier, that is trying to allow the opportunity for illegals to or not illegals, but just non-citizens to vote, which could be illegals. Um, anyway, uh, someone who has uh, just recently become our secretary of state, uh, former state representative uh, Wes Allen, had also been a probate judge uh, down yonder in the Pike Road area. Uh, but uh, uh, Representative Allen ran successfully to be the Secretary of State, is now serving in his first term for the state of Alabama, and he is on the line right now. Mr. Secretary, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Senator. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for making some time for us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Really do. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, right out the gate, you, you jumped into that thing with the Eric system, which I want to get to in just a minute. But mm-hmm. I guess first out, you know, what do you what are your thoughts on this idea of the Washington, D.C. Council trying to allow non-citizens to vote in their elections? Well, I mean, <laughs> there's no rational <laughs> there's no rational person in any nation on Earth that would say, Hey, let's let's let people from other countries vote in our elections. This is this is such manufactured nonsense by the left. I mean, it's a radical idea. And, and you know what message does it send, Senator? I mean, that's the question. It's clearly a slap in the face um, to American citizens. It dilutes the American citizens' voice to shape their communities. It, um, you know, it's just incrementalism. Even the Washington Post opposed this D.C. you know council law they were putting in place to let non-citizens vote this is you know even this law allowed foreign employees at embassies to vote so it's just radical man i tell you and and you know the democrats you know have long opposed foreign influence in our elections so i just you know what changed it's a great question what changed uh you know and it and it it just it just totally flies in the face of common sense. But then, you know, that that seems to happen a lot with the progressive left when they have the opportunity to do something. But I think it also, you know, here we are at the very least. We know that Congress does has a final say over the laws uh, that are passed by the council in D.C., which which makes them start crying out for statehood. You know, they want. The, but if they if we can't trust them to do things like maintain voter integrity as a city council, why should we trust them to suddenly become a legislature? Um, by giving them statehood, I just, I, it's just it just boggles the mind. Um, no, it, you're right; it does boggle the mind. Well, let me ask you this: um, uh, yeah. So, when you got elected, and, and part of the platform you ran on, you said mm-hmm. we're going to deal with this Eric system, the uh, Electronic Registration mm-hmm. Information Center. It's a it's a nonprofit group, but like mm-hmm. 32 states, Alabama included, were participating. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I saw where the Business Insider magazine, not known for being conservative, came right out and called you an election denier. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but you, you got elected and you did what you said you were going to do. The very first thing you did was issue an executive order uh, that uh, pulled us out of Eric. Talk about that for a minute and tell us why that was important. Yeah, it was important. And it's, it's funny, um, Senator, because, you know, when we sent the letter, I mean, literally, when I stepped off the stage getting inaugurated on the 16th of January, I came in the office. We had the letter drafted, and then I signed it right there, and then uh, my executive assistant took it to the post office to do certified. You know, we took it to the post office to let them know, and we didn't waste any time in doing that. And, um, you know, it's very disturbing, a lot of red flags around Eric. And uh, i tell you another thing that was uh, people were texting me saying, thank you for doing this, thank you for getting out of Eric. And, you know, conservatives, you know, would, would text us and, and say thank you and, you know, I was like, well, man, I, I, you know, I, I think they're surprised that somebody finally, you know, followed through and did something, you know, like this. But, you know, I, we campaigned on it. I, I'm a man of my word. And as we traveled around Alabama to all 67 counties and, and laid out the case against Eric, uh, people were disturbed and they wanted us out. And so we, we withdrew Alabama. And the red flags were every 60 days, your driver's license information was being transferred to this Eric system. Uh, where we don't know where the servers are. And, uh, you know, there's this misconception, Senator, that we have this computer sitting over here in the office that we, where we can pull up information from other participating states like Georgia or Florida or right. you know, Colorado or wherever it may be. That's not the case. We give them our data. They run it through their algorithms. They send our data back. So we don't get any information from other states. And so that's problematic. And um, and also, uh, we're transferring data on children, minors, those 17 approaching the age of 18. And per the contract, and what this um, ERIC system was doing, Senator, it was identifying who was eligible but unregistered to vote. And then per the contract, Alabama, that means the taxpayers of Alabama, had to send postcards and letters to the, all these eligible but unregistered individuals and encourage them to get registered to vote. And so... You know, we talk a lot about protecting data and personal uh, data security a lot these days. We hear a lot in the news about it. And so we are dedicated to protecting Alabama's data. And, um, and, you know, it's um, been a great three and a half weeks, and we are working hard. Uh, We've already had a couple of meetings with ALEA, with the Alabama Department of Public Health. We've got meetings lined up with Revenue. Uh, with uh, Medicaid, uh, we're going to you know, use the United States Postal Service change of address. So we're bringing all these things to bear, and we're going to find an Alabama solution, to making sure we keep our voter registration rolls clean in Alabama. Well, and, and we've got, you know, I'll be honest, I think Alabama has probably got one of the tighter uh, election cycles for the last uh, number of years. And um, you served in the legislature. I mean, I know election integrity mm-hmm. meant something to you when you were a, a state representative. Sure. Uh, and then also as a probate uh, judge, you were the chief election officer for your county. Um, yep. And, and a lot of folks don't realize Secretary of State is really the chief election officer for the whole state. Um, so mm-hmm. so that being said, even though, even though we tend to have what I would consider to be a fairly clean election process, I mean, we had some gaffes in the last cycle with some registrars mm-hmm. who just didn't do their jobs well, and we got that sure. taken care of, but they're one-offs. But going forward, where, what, what, are the, what are the sites for improvement within Alabama's election processes uh, that, that you are looking to, uh, to bring to bear? Besides getting us out of ERIC, which I applaud, uh, what are you mm-hmm. looking for 
uh, going forward? Do you have a legislative package you're pursuing for the uh, for the upcoming cycle? What, what are you thinking? Sure. Yeah, we've, we've got three bills right now that uh, we're going to focus on. Number one is ballot harvesting, prohibiting ballot harvesting for absentee applications mm. and the, the absentee ballots as well. Uh, we want to take away that cottage industry of people getting paid, compensated to go out and, and round up uh, all these applications and absentee ballots. And so that's been a problem, and we're going to look at tightening that up. Now, we need to keep our absentee process in place because, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, Senator, that you know and that I know that uh, can't get to the polls by, you know, reason of, uh, you know, just physical ailments or they're out of town or their work schedule won't allow them to get there. But we've got a good absentee process, um, but we just need to make sure we strengthen it and um, and prohibit the ballot harvesting. Uh, the next thing, next two things is uh, we'll always have paper ballots. Senator Chambliss, is going to bring and sponsor that bill to put into state code what we already have in administrative code. We want to strengthen it, put it in state code, where we'll always have those paper ballots, we'll always have those those receipts, and people can rest assured when they go into the polls, they'll be marking a ballot. They won't be using any touch screens. And then last, uh, Senator Chambliss is also going to bring, um, and we're going to support him in this effort, to bring it out of administrative code and put it into the state code and state law that our tabulating machines that we utilize in the in the uh, precincts can never will never be connected to the internet. That means by modem, that means by Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, what have you. Uh, we want to make sure that those things are strong and secure. I don't know why that's not just like common sense everywhere because everything you just said <laughs> is exactly what should be happening. I mean, you're basically removing the opportunity for gerrymandering or for corruption of the system. And and yet what you just described is being resisted in other states. I mean, when you talk to other secretaries of state around the nation or when y'all go to conferences, are there folks out there that you literally just wonder if they even have the common sense to do the job? Well, I haven't had a chance to talk to many of the other secretaries of state yet, uh, but I will be meeting soon um, at a conference, and I look forward to meeting my colleagues from around the country and look forward to getting to know them. And But, I, you know, you can just look around the country back 2020 um, election cycle in the 2022. I mean, you look at the mass mail balloting. You look at the early voting. I'm talking about voting 35 to 40 days out in front of an election. Uh, you look at automatic voter registration. Uh, and then you get, of course, what we talked about earlier, the non-citizen voting. Uh, that, that, that's incrementalism there. So, um, you know, hey, uh, we're going to stand strong in Alabama, and uh, we're going to do what we know is right. And we've got a great legislature, and I think that we're going to uh, further protect uh, Alabama's election system. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. And, um, and and let me ask you this. This is a, this is a sidebar, but um, – um, if you know anything of it, let us know. But uh, the Supreme Court, I believe, heard oral arguments on the redistricting case for Alabama not long ago, or at least a case that could impact that. I mean, the possibility exists the Supreme Court could come back and say, redraw those congressional lines again. Am I correct? Yeah, we're waiting on um, waiting on that decision, that opinion to come out. Uh, I think it, you know, I think as late as June it could come out, but yeah. I don't know when they're going to release it. So we'll just have to wait on the Supreme Court and see what they say and uh, see what happens. Well, it's it's going to be interesting if we have to draw them again. I, f- I feel like we draw those lines like every year and a half, it seems like. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. Mr. Secretary, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the job you're doing. Thank you for pulling us out of Eric. And uh, we'll have you back on the show again sometime soon, all right? 
Senator, thank you so much, and uh, y'all take care. All right, take care. All right, Boomer, take us to a break. That was your Alabama Secretary of State, Wes Allen. Uh, he said he was going to get us out of the Soros-funded uh, ERIC system. That was the very first thing he did. Walked away from the swearing-in ceremony, went and signed the letter, and uh, got her done. Um, we need more of it. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. <laughs> 